welcome to the smoke pit. What up, though? Alexander, I have to talk about Hollywood Powder Company because nobody likes having sticky fucking testicles that, you know, like when you go to like teabag somebody and then your nuts just stick to their forehead. Like nobody likes that, you know? So Hollywood Powder Company, discount code smoke pit. Make sure you check them out. I will. I'll do that. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of balls, um, do you ever get blue balls? Not frequently. Like your girl's walking around, she's looking dummy thick, and then like two seconds later, you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Like I gotta handle this." Like, h- how do you deal with blue balls? Like, I do you massage them? Like, do you helicopter them? Like, what's up? I take care of business, man. Oh, so you just go to the the nearest facility and avail yourself. I mean, if you're several billion, if your girl's walking around looking dummy thick, you got to handle your business. <laughs> but what if you're in public? Like, what if you're at a Denny's? My name remain. My answer remains the same. <laughs> All right, give me more than that. Come it's, on. A, it's a Denny's, man. You can't like as long as you've dr- never jacked off in a Denny's. As long as you're appropriately dressed, we have for known Denny's? each other for 14 years, and you've never jacked off in a Denny's. Like that's where we're going after this. Again, I don't need to jack off in Denny's if the if the hypothetical is that my girl is there and she's dummy thick. Yeah, right. It's a Denny's as long as I'm dressed appropriately for the Denny's. Yeah, right. So as not to disrespect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You can take care of whatever business you need to. Right there on the table. Like, what are we talking? about? I mean, about? The, there's a booth. Booths exist for a reason. There's a reason you have yeah, booths and tables. Yeah, that's why the booths are kind of like shielded. Right. So that way the kids don't see, you know? Plus it's Denny's. Like half the waitresses only have like one one eye <laughs> or vision out of one side. So it's like they they get all most Denny's yeah. employees come from uh, the unemployment line. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, on pirate ships. So if you're done talking about your sexual deviance at Denny's, we have a guest. <laughs> yes, we do have a guest. Would Daniel. you like to introduce him? <laughs> all right. Today's guest is Major Kim Rossiter and uh, his call sign is Rooster. And he is the, uh, was it president of Ainsley's Angels? Yeah, the president of my daughter's legacy, which is kind of neat of mosquito. I think, yeah. yeah, now I feel like I, I don't want to make as many crude jokes as I was going to, like, I'm going to do it anyways. So, like, before you have sex, like, yeah. do you say, don't fear the rooster? No, that's <laughs> a great story. In fact, it all yeah. goes back to where'd you get your nickname? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's easy. You could, like, blame it on your last name, or you could just say, I have a fucking big cock. You yeah, know, yeah, questions. yeah. And usually that, you know, gets, gets you set on exactly what course we're going down. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like that's the best way to, like, introduce yourself into most scenarios. Like, sorry, sir, like, all the tables are, are booked for the evening. And you're like, did I mention I have a big cock? And they're like, right this way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even really done that, especially not at the Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> They, don't get any respect at the Denny's, man. I don't know what it is. They always have a hen house for the rooster at Denny's. Oh, there it is. <laughs> in fact, at my retirement, they played Alice in Chains. It was oh, the nice. last thing that happened. They came to snuff the rooster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for uh, for those of you who uh, don't know, that's actually uh, a song that was based on one of the band members' father who served in the 101st in, in Vietnam. Absolutely. And so if you don't know, correct yourself. <laughs> so tell us about your organization. Uh, it's Ainsley's Angels of America. It's pre- basically pretty much around any one of the military bases that you yeah. might be near right now listening to this amazing uh, opportunity in the smoke pit. Uh, but it's ult- ultimately taking people out of the smoke pit and putting them out on the running course, which yeah. is always a challenge. Brother man, my girlfriend took me running yesterday, 
And let me tell you, I was calling on Jesus and, <laughs> and everything, trying to push out that last quarter mile. Yeah. Like I am, <laughs> I am not in PFT shape right yeah, now. Totally reaching deep. Well, in this case, what we do is we pair you with somebody who might need a little physical assistance. We okay. Give you this awesome chair. This awesome person sits in the chair who yeah. couldn't otherwise run at all due to mental or physical abilities that are not suited for running. Yeah, life words, is hard, you know? They, yeah, they have some special needs. Similar to you, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we put you in that chair. We pair you with somebody able-bodied, and you get to go out there and be included, man. Do a run. Do a swim. That's awesome. Bike. Yeah, super cool. See, I did one of those runs, and I got to tell you, nobody told me that I was allowed to go in a chair. They didn't mention that to you? No, I was I was told that we were going to run. I wasn't told that my old broken self was going to be able to get in a chair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, like, yeah, he, he has a reputation for being old and busted. Right. Like, I put up Christmas lights in the house the other day, and, like, as I was, like, plugging them in, like, a group of neighborhood children showed up, and they're like, oh, man, old man Pfeffer really learned the meaning of Christmas. He changed his ways. And people started celebrating, and there's, like, figgy pudding just being passed around. I was like, no, 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 like, sorry, like... I, I put them up. He didn't have anything to do with this. And they're like, oh, and boy. the kids all just dispersed. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of Christmas spirit. Thank you very much. Bro, you are Ebenezer Screws at a good day. Mm. No Christmas spirit. Look, just because I'm cranky because people are awful doesn't mean <laughs> that I don't love Christmas. So where can we find the organization? Uh, what's your website? Are you on social media? Yeah, we're all over all the all the social medias. Yeah. You know? <laughs> The interwebs. Now, nah, man, we're hanging on the Facebook, the Instagram, Snapchat. Of course, we've got a YouTube channel. Just look, ainsleysangels.org is the website. All the little icons are on the website, or you can just search pretty much anywhere. Google yeah. Ainsley's Angels. Um, yeah, man, it's easy to find. And like, if you're thinking, dude, I ain't got no need for that. Like, what, what does that have to do with me? I'm 26 years old and going to Denny's tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, until you try it. Like, it's absolutely something you will never even imagine what it could do for your life yeah. or for the people that are involved in the process. So, yeah, just give it a chance, dude. If you can jog, you're welcome to yeah. help us help those that just aren't able to jog. You ever think about that? Like, you, what if, what if you could no longer ever jog again? There's a lot of people listening and be like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I'll tell Sergeant Major, I can't jog, bitch. I'm out. Right? <laughs> I'm on profile. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, light, light duty. duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's music in the background for them. But, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love theme music to the various things. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole light duty commando thing, right? You yeah. Can't... I think at least once a month, I un unironically play the electric guitar to something I just said. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like virtually, or you literally throw that in behind her voice? Oh, no. It's like the air guitar, uh, you yeah. know? Dude, there's a guitar literally. I know how to play there. one song. It's smoke on the water. All right. I haven't learned a second song. <laughs> but no, no, no. Like, I'll, I'll say something. I'll just be like, yeah, kind of like the right. 90s Power Ranger, like, cutscene no, music. I'm all in on that, man. I don't, I don't, I love the 90s. <laughs> lithium, dude. I like to lit lithium on Sirius X all the time. Oh, the Sirius might be one of your sponsors, too, right? Not yet. Are you no, on Sirius XM? I, I think we are. We, mm -hmm. uh, we, we're distributed like through like 20 different various things. Like, I find like some of the apps that we're on, I'm like, I've never even heard that. And I look at it, and there's like two listeners on that one very like niche app. And I'm like, hey, rock on. Like, yeah, dude. One, two is better than zero. That's good. Yeah. I mean, get what you pay for, right? On the yeah. distribution apps. Yeah, exactly. And so we we get pushed out. I think I think we are. If not, I'll, I'll I'll have to address that. We're mostly on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's where our biggest numbers are. We uh just did the wrap up, and I think we had something in the neighborhood of like three hundred and fifty thousand um, plays on Spotify alone, and that's like maybe like forty or thirty percent of what our our Apple audience is. So we super appreciate everyone out there who's uh tuning into the Smoke Pit. 
And we know you guys come here to laugh about uh, cream pie jokes and all that. But, you know, we got a great organization. So if you haven't uh, already pulled out your phone and Googled this organization, please do so. And if you have the ability to contribute, if you can find um, a gathering or an event in your area, please consider doing that. Yeah, man, for sure. And if we're not in your area, we're easy to get there. We're always looking for new ambassadors to kind of bring the light to the community. Yeah. Yeah. So that's easy process, too. And we have long said on the smoke pit that uh, one of the best ways to fight depression and uh, various ailments is to serve other people. Because getting out of the military, you kind of lose your sense of purpose a little bit. You don't have the flak jacket. You don't have the rifle. You don't have the squad that has your back. And, uh, you know, life seems just a, a tad bit meaningless that first week that you're out. You know, it's great that you can sleep in, but then after a few days, you're kind of like, all right, so like, what's next? That's why I still have the flat jacket and the rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why we started the podcast. I didn't steal it. I got my own. Yep. We uh, purchased some great body armor from roundstopper.com. Check them out. They have uh, steel plates that are affordable, giftable. They have ceramic plates from Hesco. So anything that ails you, roundstopper.com. <laughs> well, that was well, well plugged, man. <laughs> you got this down pat pretty good. Yeah, it's almost like we're in our fourth season. <laughs> you go back and listen to our first episode. It's just like dick, 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 balls, yeah. bite. Yeah, 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 <laughs> our yeah, first yeah. episode, like the first couple episodes, uh, when we started the 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 smoke pit, when we were thinking about, hey, we should do a podcast. Dan likes to charge full speed into things, so his first yeah. thing was we're on the, we're up on the couch, and it's nine o'clock at night on a Saturday. He just downloads a uh, a podcast app on his phone, hits go, puts it on his chest, and goes, "So Second Amendment." Thoughts? Yes. <laughs> and then immediately got discouraged by everything yeah. I said. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what makes it a good team, right? The whole the whole way you can go banter back and forth. Oh, we love banter. Yeah. Yeah. We love banter. That that is uh, <laughs> that is what we do. Um, so, how did this organization come about? Like, what what was your um, what was your your thought process? What was your OODA loop going into this? Yeah, dude, it actually ties back to the Marine Corps Marathon of all crazy things. And by the way, the Marine Corps Marathon is a thing, y'all that are listening might not know this. It's twenty six point two mile run up in Washington D.C. You might be like, dude, I ran a PFT. That's a once a year event these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. But this this thing, there's like forty thousand crazy people, and I happen to now be one of them that actually trains for, pays for and goes and does this marathon thing. Yeah. Um, and, and in the end, it's, it turned out to be a great decision. So in the months leading up to that, we were trying to get people to like sponsor Team Ainsley. My daughter and I were going to run this marathon thing. And yeah. my sister down in Louisiana is like, I can't run for shit, but I would love to get a T-shirt made for your team so that then we all in Louisiana can wear the T-shirt. You know? Yeah. Dude, if, if it's not tied to food or a T-shirt, then the shit don't exist in Louisiana. <laughs> in case you were wondering. That's oh, just, yeah, he's aware. He uh, he grew um, up in New Orleans. Yeah. Totally. So you got to have a food named after it, and it's something some people might not be able to pronounce, boudin, sauce pecan, <laughs> or a fucking t-shirt. Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah. Okay, so Lake Charles is where you're from. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you guys, like, stand around and, like, in your various, like, Louisiana smoke pit or crawfish pit? Crawfish? Crawfish. Yeah, pit. And, like, do you guys just, like, shit talk people from New Orleans as, like, the big, big city slickers? Dude, New Orleans is a totally different state. In fact, some people say you got to go through Baton Rouge to even get to New Orleans, and other people say you got to go through Louisiana to get to New Orleans. Let that process <laughs> in for a second. But no, no, do we shit talk? No, we plan our bachelor parties there. You know, we're gonna. Oh, that's beautiful. Hell yeah, dude! It's it's a couple hours down the road. Where else to go than uh, New Orleans to really tie it on? <laughs> yeah, if, the, if, the ultimate libo trip. We're we're not good at uh, education or policing or uh, politics. Hygiene. 
Hey, I'm very clean. <laughs> yeah, because you moved. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we are good at: food and parties. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's the two things that New Orleans like. That's the mortar that's keeping those uh, ancient Spanish bricks in place. Yeah, food and parties. Yeah, but uh, and uh, and uh, tourist pee. So I feel like being rich in New Orleans is a much different experience than being poor in New Orleans. You know, like if you're like super poor and you have to like take a shower in like a hotel pool because you're super poor, like. I feel like it's a much different experience than getting, like, VIP balcony tickets to Mardi Gras, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, I, I have never gone to New Orleans on Mardi Gras. Yeah. Partially for some of the reasons you just stated without stating them. That's a wild <laughs> thing. It's kind of like doing New York City when the ball drops. Yeah. I mean, you were talking earlier about, you know, something about balls and dinnies. Yeah, foreheads. Yeah, yeah foreheads. And look, dude. If you have gone to this, you know what I'm talking about. When the ball drops in New Orleans, I mean in, in New York City, like confetti and liquid falls from the from the skyscrapers. Yeah. But dude, do you know what that liquid is? Jizz. Yeah, dude. It's all of that shit. It's oh, all yeah. of those. So you just said the VIP balcony. It's yeah. all those people raining down on your ass, <laughs> which is exactly why I'll never take anybody I love to watch the ball drop in New York or watch the doggone tits and beads all over French Quarter. No, nah, not doing it, dude. No, I get that. I, I was in uh, Manhattan one year for New Year's, and it was pandemonium. Yeah, it is pandemonium. Like, it pushed us to Grand Central Station when the yeah. ball hit. Now, granted, this was me and two Lance Corporals in 1995 watching that thing fall. Yeah. And, when, I'm, and by the way, when you go in to watch this thing fall, you have to be within a certain distance, and then you're in these barricades. And if you're not in there by like 1600, then you have to go to the next barricade back. And it keeps going back, back, back. So the second, and wait for this, when you leave the barricade, you can't go back in. So think about it. 1600, it's eight hours out. You're lined up. You're ready to watch this thing happen. It's historic. You're freaking already drunk, stoned, whatever the hell, unless you're with some Lance Corporals. And even yeah. then, we were underage too. Look, you can't leave. And what do you do if you got to piss? You, it, people relieving themselves right there. Dude, come on. Now, I think things have changed over the years. I think. Maybe. Uh, yeah, now there's just like appointed hobos that you can pee on. <laughs> See, there's a like thing. Like to soak it up, you know, like they get extra blankets for it, you know? Yeah. There's a thing we invented in New Orleans called the Sneaky Leaker. Yeah. And it's essentially a, a condom style apparatus. And at the tip, there's a there's a tube. So it's essentially a, an exterior catheter. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And you strap it with little Velcro straps down your leg and it comes out of the bottom of your pant leg. So when you got to go, you just stand over a storm drain and just, you know, do your thing. It's fucking brilliant. You did, did you create yeah. that? I did not. If, if I did that, I wouldn't be yeah. in this house. I'd be in something much more expensive. Yeah, I was about to ask you who ripped you off and when you sold the <laughs> Jeez. No, I, I got very good at uh, peeing while on the move, uh, mm -hmm. being on patrol in Iraq. Yeah. You know, because, like, especially, like, once I became the squad leader, then I could, like, you know, do security halts. And I'd be like, <laughs> hey, does anybody have to piss? You know, like, shit, whatever. But, like, as, like, the boot saw gunner, like, I didn't really have that opportunity. And I'm in condition three anyway, so it's not like I'm just going to, like, you know, pull up and pop a dude on a rooftop, you know, like I have to call out an adrack. So like I got my fucking, my saw like cradled under one arm and like the other hand, I'm like fishing myself out and I'm just kind of like doing like the, the bow legged fucking like drunk stumble, like back and forth down the street, just kind of like trying to like pee a trail out of the way of my boots, you know? Yeah, totally. No. Yeah. <laughs> when you say out of the way of your boots, you mean your physical shoes or do you mean the, uh, the Lance Corporals you had assigned to you? <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, as the uh, as the boot at the time, I was trying not to get peed on by my seniors, you know, to stay out of their way. <laughs> so, for whatever uh, it's worth, I've never pissed on anybody junior to me. I've never actually done that. So, have you pissed on anyone senior to you? 
That is something you take the fifth on. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some, like, three-star that, you know, should have retired, like, 15 years ago, and, like, he's just holding on to that uh, career designation, you know, like, because, like, like, when we are at uh, the basic school, uh, you, they don't get their MOS until, like, five and a half months into training after boot camp. So, like, they've already been in for, like, eight or nine months before they figure out their MOS, unless they were a contract for, like, legal or medical. Then after that... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but then you have to do like your first like four or five years before you even find out if you can stay in as an officer, which then you can retire at any point in time. You don't get benefits until a certain point. But for those of you who don't know, officers pass like mostly captain. They can just quit at any point in time. Like you're there because your ass has a contract and you'll go to the brig if you don't show up to PT. That motherfucker's out in the field at zero three because he wants to be or she wants to be like they could just resign their commission at any point in time yeah that's true there is no contract uh that they're on they, they, they quote serve at the pleasure of the president yeah which the first time somebody read that shit to me i was like whoa 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 i'm not signing up to serve at the pleasure of anybody what the hell is this <laughs> shit uh but anyway yeah so it, you're right you can resign you can request to resign your your commission at any time i mean the yeah. whole idea of saying hey I've, i resign you take your shit off you threw it on the desk and you bounce eh, not quite not quite there's a little bit of paperwork, but to your to your to your point, yeah, yeah, it's a lot different than hey, you're on a four year, you sign the motherfucking contract, and suddenly at year two, you're USMC, done. you sign <laughs> the motherfucking contract. Right. I like that's the <laughs> like the, uh, the there's an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine where he's uh, Jake's put on suspension, so he goes to the captain's office and he tries to slam his gun and his badge down on the desk. He's and the captain's like. No, actually, you take that down to the third floor to property, and they're going to give you a receipt for your uh, for your claim check. And you have to go to the armory and yeah. fill out the SF-10A. Like, and he's like, God, you never let me do anything cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he picks up his gun and his badge, <laughs> and he storms off to the armory. Like, Yeah, it's totally a great parallel. Yeah, we, we can resign our commission anytime after you go to SIF, after you go to IPAC. And hey, by the way, make sure you go to the armory. If, yeah. if yeah. you still have to go to SIF, what's the point of resigning? Yeah. Like, you throw, you throw your, your rank down on the desk, and you're like, I'm out of here. You guys suck. They're like, yeah. all right, see, it's SIF in about a half an hour. Yeah, just yeah. just bill my last paycheck for all the gear I'm missing. And then you're totally in line for like three hours because you're not a major. You're a fucking private. You threw your shit down. Yeah. You're not getting any advantages. <laughs> no, 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 bitch. no hookup. <laughs> They're like, I'm quitting, but I'll be back to throw my rank on the table after I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That's and it. before any of you throw your rank down on your commanding officer's desk, uh, go to medical and make sure that all your ailments are well documented. Holy shit. Like, double slap the table on that, man. If you are not going to medical and making sure that it says you're broke then you're going to be paying the piper later because there's thing called the va and like after you're done on your active duty time the va can really become a friend of yours oh yeah there's benefits that you're earning right now and if you fail to take advantage of them because you're i don't know bullheaded and oh i don't want to be on light duty because i'm harder than nails give me another ibuprofen yeah yeah you're the fucking idiot jokes on you dude go to medical no for real and i i Long tell people that whether it's a physical injury or a mental injury, most of these things can heal with proper treatment where they become um, serious is when you ignore them until they get to a point where something actually breaks. So if you think about a sprained ankle, like you may miss uh, a day of training because your ankle's swollen and purple, but if you take that shit out and you continue to beat on it and now it's a fracture, you're going to be down for like six months, baby boy. Like... Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that, you know? And so, like, you got to you gotta get your shit taken care of. And whether it's mental or physical, like, you have to take care of yourself because people like me who have made a living out of making fun of the military, like, go on, on my social media and you'll see uh, probably a thousand jokes about being broken at 22. 
You know, like you're not supposed to be broken at 22. It's hard to be a sex crazed murder demon when half your parts don't work. <laughs> there you go. And if that's not incentive enough, you know. Yeah, dude, I mean, you nailed it. Like when you're 22, you're harder than nails. You're, you're pissing. What do we used to say? Pissing nails. I don't know. What's something about after a port visit? And eating uh, eating nails and pissing concertina wire. Yeah, yeah. all that shit. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's cool and we need you, but you're going to be much more effective to society whenever you get your shit squared away when you come back on the other side if you get looked at now. I don't know. Remember when we went to. The boot camp, they had the, uh, maybe they didn't have this at Paris Island. I'm a, I'm a West Coast Hollywood guy, but they had this thing up on the wall and it said, Our promise to you is to return you back to society better than the day that you first showed up here. No, they most idea. certainly did not have that in Paris Island. No, they didn't. Like, you showed up, they told you to get on the yellow footprints, and they're like, Go through that door. And then it's just like a trap door, and you fall into like a swamp with like sand fleas and gators. And they're like, Figure it out. Scream, I, sir. And I'm like, What's I? Like, <laughs> Like you just eyeball- in a pit of gators. <laughs> the gators look at you. They're like, yeah. "Hi, I'm a problem. You have to deal with me. I'm a problem. You have to fucking deal with me, man." Like, and then after that, they're screaming words that you don't know. They're like, "Go past the the, the scuttlebutt and stand next to the bulkhead." I'm like, "What the fuck is any of that?" Like, <laughs> my recruiter was terrible. <laughs> I didn't know I had to learn Spanish for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then like you know you, you don't really know too much. Like all you know the military is like at least from uh, from my experience is like what I saw in movies and what I heard secondhand from like older veterans. You know, and so I go in there and I'm like, uh, "Yes, Sarge," and they're like, <laughs> "Bitch, come here." <laughs> I don't know why. Get online now. I don't know why you fucking motherfucker been fucking saying your face. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, wh- why is his voice like that? And like two days later, my voice was like that because I didn't know how to project yet. I gotta tell you. Um, so my family is 30 generations military, right? On one side, at least. Did you say 30? 30, 31 generations the with me. The fuck does that even mean? The the earliest ancestor we have is, uh, uh, he was the knight commander of Lancashire in 1075 AD. Jesus Christ, we're among royalty or some so, shit here. Yeah. Nah, that just means he has money. That doesn't Pussy count. Pussy eating royalty. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's like, uh, what is it? It's, um, Call me the click commander. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> knight commander. <laughs> Maybe, the that's, the, commander, maybe like, that's what they called it back then. The clits only come out at night, and that's when you command them? Perhaps. <laughs> but uh, So 30 generations of military. So I had, a, I had a little bit of a forewarning, but and you know, growing up around gators, I had to deal with the whole you know, situational awareness as a key part of life. Yeah. Because uh, I, I mostly grew up in New Orleans, but I started out in Pearl River, Louisiana, which yeah. is the middle of bloody nowhere. Yeah. It's on the, on the North Shore. And uh, but the the real moment I learned situational awareness is I had a drill instructor that was a uh, he was the son of a Tibetan monk. I don't know how that happened. I guess the guy quit, or maybe it was after, or he had had him before he went up to the monastery or whatever. But this dude didn't he didn't run. He just slammed his feet into the ground until it got out of his way. Yeah, like he was short and he was nothing. He was like tree trunks of hate. And <laughs> I wasn't paying attention one day. I was in the middle of the aisle and he comes walking in, and I was in his way, so he fixed that problem. I'm six three and two hundred and twenty pounds and he yoked me through a through a rack like it was nothing. I like you used the past tense of yeet. Well yeah, I mean you gotta be yeah. grammatically correct in your tenses. I mean, like how could you possibly be the nighttime click commander if you don't have command of the English language? Well it's like my man Tupac said, Yeet or get yotin. <laughs> the warrior poet himself. We love Tupac. All our homies love Tupac. <laughs> yeah, once he comes out of hiding, we can go down there and hang out with him. Bro, we went to Cuba to try to find him. Like he, we yeah. Like I was in Guantanamo Bay and I was like, I bet fucking Tupac. And Elvis and like Biggie and all them shit are here. So after I got out, we went down to Havana, spent like five days there, four days, five days. We asked a bunch of people where he was, and they were all like, "Oh no, we 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 know Tupac, but we don't know where he's at." Yeah, and then just like a f- government officials just showed up and was like, "All right, it's time for your monthly gulag," and they're like, "All right, bye," <laughs> and we didn't see him again. 
shit. Yeah. Mind blown, man. <laughs> Who knows? And now I'm like going back and forth in my head. Like nobody ever told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that that's where everybody went. After yeah. 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 Done. I mean, that's the real reason there's an embargo because Elvis loves classic cars. Fuck. And so like the Cuban government's not going to offend their, their most prominent guests by, you know, having modern <laughs> bullshit shit boxes there. So that's why we just keep all the classic cars there. And they don't, they don't have Wi-Fi or internet in most places because they don't want them to figure out that. Like the world wants him to come back. You right? realize some of your listeners are starting to believe this shit right now. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm a thousand percent true. <laughs> like I've been there. Like I've seen it. And so uh, I think a, a fair amount of our travels have just been out of spite. Like mm-hmm. places the Marine Corps wouldn't let us go, like Russia, Cuba, stuff like that. However, when we went to Australia, what was that like? A little over a year ago. About that. Yeah, like I think like 13 months or something. Uh, we went down there and the rest of the world looks to America because we put out a lot of music and movies and books and entertainment. And so like anywhere we went, I mean, nearly anywhere overseas, like there's going to be an American pop song on the radio. There's going to be an American movie like commercials, whatever, like movies make more money overseas than they do in America. So like they have to market there. And so Australians were kind of curious. They're like, like, hey, you know, what do Americans think about us? And I was like, brother, man, like most Americans don't think Australia is real. And I went into Reddit and I found like a subthread of all the Australia's not real memes. And I was like scrolling through that and showing them. And they're like mind blown. Wow. They thought that like legitimately that was a thing, but it was just a shit posting thread on Reddit. <laughs> is that at the point whenever maybe he flipped the script on you and told you that Foster's is not actually the Australian beer of choice? Oh, yeah. hundred like, percent. They were watching some show the other day and the guy's in the outback and he goes to the bar and get, he's like, let me get a beer. And they pour him a Foster's. I was like, I call bullshit. Yeah. Total bullshit. They don't even have Foster's in Australia. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, Australian for beer is water. There you go. <laughs> we actually we had a we had a medic on our team at one point a couple years ago. Canteens filled with beer. He was he was an Australian citizen that had moved to Florida, and uh, we used to watch the there was a, a reality show about Australian customs, and it's one of those things where like they just every show they find fifty wackadoodle things in someone's carry on luggage because their customs control is incredibly tight. Like they're very picky. Because it's an island. They don't want stuff coming in there and ruin their ecology. Yeah, Even like, though we know how it all started, right? I mean, those are the criminals of Europe that were... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They lucked out. Yeah. They got, they got sentenced to a lifetime of imprisonment in paradise. Yeah. But, so uh, now they don't want any bullshit coming in and messing paradise up. Exactly. Yeah, same thing with, uh, like, New Zealand. I, I looked the other day, and the entire country of New Zealand only has, like, 12 active cases of COVID right now. Yeah. Yeah. And... So, uh, you know, that's much different than America. We're like, here we are in the studio. And I had to take the tape measure and like measure out seven feet uh, to place the microphone for our guest today. No <laughs> shit. My, my kids uh, told him I'm going up to do a podcast. Well, where are you? What do you mean going up? Where are you going? Well, I'm down in Virginia Beach. So I had to come up to Fredericksburg to meet yeah. with you all here in the smoke pit. And uh, the, the, the oldest is like, whoa, whoa. Like, why are you going to do a podcast in person? That makes zero sense. And for a second there, I was like, fuck, she's right. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, of course, I uh, followed up with our mutual friend who told me that we would be socially distanced. Yeah. Because, goddamn, if I bring the COVID back to my house, I'm fucking toast. You want to talk <laughs> about this whole, what do you do if you got the blue balls thing? Yeah, bro. Yeah, the gig's up there. Quick shout out to our sponsors. All of our sponsors have the same discount code of Smoke Pit. So remember that when you go to buy your products. First one up is CombatComeOver.com. You can get fine pomades and beard oils for your hair and your face. You can keep those in your nut ruck from Arbor Arms, a tactical fanny pack for your nuts and your butts. Available on ArborArms.com. 
And last but not least, Hollywood Powder Company. If you like to have fresh smelling balls or if you like to have gym chalk when you work out, make sure you go to hollywoodpowderco.com and get all their fine products that you can powder yourself off and be all kinds of smelly delicious. I have thoughts on COVID and I won't get uh, too deep into them because I, I just think this is just more of a humorous musing than an actual like thing that needs to be followed up on by scientists. But what is that? Your preface to I have a theory and it's probably not true or I'm just like, hey, look, I have a theory, but I'm <laughs> but don't to... fucking quote me on this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like there, there's a thing in the smoke pit, like you can tell what I'm passionate about a subject. And there's other times where like, all right, clearly he's bullshitting. Like yeah, this is just yeah. for banter. Yeah. But like the thing is, is. If we we have over 112,000 military dependent and civilian contractors who have tested positive for COVID, right? Like, holy shit. Like, that is a lot. That is like what? Like two thirds of the Marine Corps right now. Like if if we're going to talk about like population wise, like the Marine Corps is kind of small right now. So like if you imagine like two thirds of the Marine Corps caught COVID, if you're putting that perspective of the military, like I am like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to disrespect anyone who had serious ailments or the people who unfortunately passed away. But like if this was a worse kind of like sickness, like I think like the entire world would have been done because we did not take it very seriously at first. Yeah. If this was the plague, we'd be boned. And then now in retrospect, when we're looking back, it's just like, fuck man, a lot of businesses went tits up. Like a lot of places went bankrupt. A lot of small towns are like ghost cities now, you know, we have, we have over a hundred, well, was it? We have over a million cases and I think we just topped 280,000 dead. Yeah. And that's from I think something we're like 3 million cases. Well, it's some ridiculous number, but the important thing about the about that fact is that, like, you know, if if this is not a highly virulent disease compared to a lot of other ones, like if this was bubonic plague or you know Ebola or something, we'd be the mortality rate would be much higher. The mortality rate's pretty high as it is, which is bad. But if it was like something like eighty or ninety percent, yeah, even if it was fifty percent, that's so, five hundred thousand people gone right off the bat. And so now we're we're kind of like at a place now where we're like, look, man, if, if we don't start getting like uh, a lot of these businesses back up and going like it's, we're going to have long term, even more so long term effects than uh, well, than we already would have. Like we're going to have a lot of businesses who are just not coming back like that place is just not going to be available anymore. Like, oh, you like that one spot to go eat like it's just not there anymore. And going through some of these small rural towns in America. The, they'll have like their places boarded up with signs that say never forget you know what China did to us and I'm like fuck man like I'm lucky enough that I file for my benefits and so like I have a, a decent source of income and like you know I'm able to do most of my work digitally so I, I wasn't terribly affected but my heart really goes out to the people who they showed up to work and people were, and the business owner was just like sorry like we're shutting down not for nothing but uh, the CDC just released information that said that uh, coronavirus was in the United States before China released anything before China reported any cases, like yeah, like know. December, right? Yeah, they they found yeah. they went to blood banks and they pulled blood that had been collected, and I think it was uh, November and December of last year. Yeah, and they had titers for uh, antibodies for coronavirus. Yeah, I had not read that yet. You know, to your point, bro, like <clears throat> the, our organization services the most vulnerable of our population. Yeah, those with all types of special needs, all the way from a hundred and eight year old great 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 grandfather who wants to get a chance one more time to go run with his great-great-great-grandson. We've made that happen. All the way to someone who has a very rare uh, genetic disorder at 18 months. And I mention all that to say, not only are we servicing the most vulnerable, but on the same time, 
we, we're in a position where we're a charity that requires money to come in to allow us to operate. But with all these businesses shutting down, the number of donations come down and the number of people we can service is then impacted. And oh, hey, by the way, we kind of require to be in person to go for a run. Right. Imagine. That's like the trifecta. No donations coming in, no races to do, and you're dealing with the most vulnerable of the population. 2020, Ainsley's Angels. What a fantastic ride it's been. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Dumpster are- fire 2020. <laughs> In the United States, um, it's looking like we're at 14 million cases. Oh, shit. I must yeah. have read the wrong report. That yeah, sounds you, more accurate, though. Yeah, you remember back in the day, like, I remember I saw this meme that really fucking, like, hit me in the heartstrings, and it was that scene from The Simpsons where it was Homer, and he was only there so that way he could have, like, benefits from Maggie or whatever, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, do it for him, or do it for her. Yeah, and don't forget, a- you're here forever, and it was like, and he put pictures, don't do it for her, uh, do it for her. Somebody had photoshopped pictures of like World War II veterans from England and like put it over the pictures of Maggie and it was like do it for them basically. And it's like the next few weeks are going to be inconvenient but like do it for these old ass World War II vets who, you know, d- you don't want to die from corona. We're the last generation that gets to talk to World War II veterans directly. Yeah, but like, like the thing is is like we all thought that this was only going to be like, you know, the two week flatten the curve thing and here we are. Almost a year later, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's what, a, what an opportunity to tell you all a quick story. Yeah. We have a 97 turned 98-year-old World War II Iwo Jima recipient of the Silver Star veteran living in Texas. His name is uh, Harvey, PFC Harvey. And uh, this guy contacted through his friend network, the Marine Corps Marathon, said, hey, look, we got this guy. He wants to run your Marine Corps Marathon, but he's 98 years old and he can't really run the marathon. Well, they put him in touch with us. So we had a chance to now meet Mr. Fred Harvey and put him in one of our chairs and flew one of our angels out there, Master Gunny Lawrence, and he paired him up with some other cats. And a month ago today, they went and ran the Marine Corps Marathon in Texas virtually. And here's this guy. Iwo Jima Silver Star recipient, PFC Fred Harvey, who had a chance now to go run this race, all because of some some weird set of circumstances that are me having a, a special needs daughter who go and run the Marine Marathon as a Marine. You see the, all the connections there. Yeah. But I, you said World War II veteran, and I, I couldn't help but tell that story. That's just one more. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, it's just badass. I mean, this dude, now, so now we have a chair that's, uh, that's going to roll in all future Marine Corps marathons, and it's got wheel covers on it with a Silver Star citation on it, pictures of him, Iwo Jima, referenced all that, and it's going to roll in all the future Marine Corps marathons. So. Oh, that's awesome. It's that's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, you said that you guys have specific chairs that you use for this. Could you tell us a little bit about that? You know, I, I don't want you to give away you know, the any patent pending information, but... Uh, like, yeah, man, I got you. There's four companies out there that make these chairs that yeah. essentially range from everything from an, what would, would appear to be an adult-size adult stroller. Yeah. And, and we don't use the word stroller in public because that's got this baby kind of connotation to it. No, right? I get that, yeah. yeah. But it's a chariot, right? But it, it's Oh, it's way more badass. Yeah, totally yeah. badass. Like, but if you're a 109 World War II Iwo Jima vet, yeah. like, put me in a fucking chariot. That's right. Like, that's what I rate. That's totally <laughs> what we did. And so, yeah, so they got, they got these ones that'll carry somebody who's 200 pounds, uh, six foot tall. That's pretty straightforward. Then we got these other ones that'll range as far as 400 pounds, six foot six. So, depending on the rider 
chairs requirements the and the and kind of the goal like some of these chairs hook up to the back of bikes like bicycles oh that's so cool. now you, yeah you can roll out there and, and we got guys that have done iron men no shit taking that same bike that you pushed or chair that you pushed put it behind the bike do the bike piece and then we'll throw folks in a raft and you talk about some crazy freaking wild shit is watching the guy who's uh 127 uh, pounds yeah. swim pulling a raft with a 180 pound 18 year old kid with autism and they're accomplishing the swim in the in the river or in the ocean that's awesome yeah it's badass and then they transition to the bike and they roll around they ride this bike and then they do the run thing man anyway i get all fired up thinking about it because i can visualize certain you know times in history where i've got a chance to witness i've never done one of those triathlons yeah but angels angels does them and pairs these people to do it so to answer your question about the different chairs or chariots there's four types and it really they range in price from like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars all the way to as high as eight thousand dollars, depending oh, wow. on what you're trying to do. Yeah. So COVID striking and knocking out those donations, <laughs> it sucks. But we are a CFC partner, I would say, for all our active duty folks out there, combined federal campaign. Yeah. If you're sick and tired of the gunny or the staff sergeant that's been tasked with coming in your office space or during the platoon meeting and saying, Hey, it's time for CFC, here's your paper. You know, you gotta fill the shit out saying I don't want to donate or I do. Hey bro, give us a chance. Ainsley's Angels of America, it took a lot of fucking effort to get on the CFC donor list. I bet, yeah. Your shit's got to be in a bag, like tight, 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 to be in a tight, tight official charity of the CFC. So uh, hook us up, man. And then any money that you donate will be tied back to where you donated it from, and we'll make sure it stays in those local environments, which is oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah, badass. yeah, that would be badass. So if um, you know, if there if there's anyone out there, and I don't even care if your intentions are good. If you're a ribbon chaser, you're trying to get that volunteer rib, uh, medal, you can do it this too. Like, take a picture of your unit, like, you know, doing something for uh, Ainsley's Angels and send us a picture and we'll post it up and tag you. Absolutely. Yeah. And and don't play, like, just because you're not in the military right now doesn't mean you don't have the CFC to go to. Because yeah. uh, I, I work with state and yeah. I've gotten six emails about it in the last week. Holy shit, man. Well, I will look for your they're, contribution. <laughs> they are up and down on me about yeah. it. So it's any, yeah. if you're a USPS guy, work for the post office. If you're a federal employee or if you're military, CFC. I mean, fuck, just, just make them happy and make us happy. Hook us up. It's easy. Payroll deduction can be a dollar a paycheck, man, or just a lump sum. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and use your podcast to solicit money, although I just did. But <laughs> but I need you to know that CFC is hey, an awesome thing. They, they got their jokes about sticky balls, all right? <laughs> like, they, they, what they came to the smoke pit was satisfied. Yeah, like, we took care of them in the beginning. That yeah. way, you know. Yeah, I mean, which is polite, you know. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll throw some, uh, can, hey, can we tell the story about... Uh, um, I don't want to get too much into it. the eighth and I thing. Uh, is that is that close hold? The the <laughs> are you talking about like the hazing? Polish? Oh, oh oh god! I, I mean, told you, I told you. What the fuck? So I uh, I I've met a lot of you were the guy that got the shoe polish on your balls. I was never I was never eighth and I though. Oh damn! But so like can uh, you just I've, go with it for a minute? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there I was in eighth and I, and uh, it was it was my first performance, right? And so you have like the commandant, the sergeant major, and again, not me, but yeah. So there I was, and <laughs> I'll, I'll tell it in this person's point of view. And so you have the silent drill platoon and these guys rehearsed to the point where they can do these routines like blindfolded and they're spending these heavy rifles with bayonets and they're in full dress uniform and they have a crowd like the commandant, like, you know, the senator of Massachusetts, the first lady's cousin, like, you know, these like C-list celebrities, you know, that are there and all these dignitaries and retired World War II and Korea veterans, you know, and all the looky-loos and the family members and stuff. So you have this huge performance. And apparently I've heard this from multiple sources your very first performance when you're like getting ready they make you get drunk and then like the whole platoon will hold you down pull your trousers down and put edge dressing on your butthole mm -hmm. 
And so you have to do your first ever performance in front of a crowd, drunk, with an itchy butthole. Yeah. Totally think this is something from the 90s. But <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Dan heard this story, and so the, the last, like, season and a half, every time he's about to record a show, he goes upstairs, takes three shots, and puts edge dressing on his butthole because he will not be outdone by anyone else. Yeah, solidarity, you yeah. know. I mean, you say edge dressing. A lot of times what you can really dig it away with is the M new. Now, do you even remember M-New? I don't think I do. Fucking M-New, for all of you old-timers, y'all remember, that's the shit you'd have to put around the black eyelets on your boots. Yeah, dude. Yep. You know yeah. the, the metal things on your boots? You I know? do remember that. This is back when we had black boots, though. Yeah, we just used edge dressing for like the eyelids on like our, our like war belts and canteens and shit like that. We, we had the M-New yeah. for... We had we had both. I was... Because when I went to boot camp, we were just transitioning mm-hmm. into the tricolor... From yeah. tricolors to... Um, no, no, no. no. Don't let him lie to you. When he went to boot camp, we were just transitioning from the Continental Marines to the U.S. <laughs> Marines. From olive drab to camouflage? Yeah, he, we were going from tri-corner hats. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shit on my tri-corner hat. <laughs> To the 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 big puffy one with the big ass fucking emblem yeah. that's like a target. You know? I mean, we are recording in Colonial Fredericksburg, so yeah. I'm imagining what he's going to pull out of that closet later. All these uh, costumes and shit. Probably hey, a saber. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not saying that. Uh, How that many swords do you have? Three. <laughs> and and I have that coo- that uh, uh, Afghan coo- uh, kukri. Yeah, the, I, the, I have I have one sword. It's a cavalry sword. So here's the thing: if you think having to brasso your original brass medals is hard. Think about having to brasso the buckle on your tricorn hat, right? <laughs> without without getting the, the fucking, that brasso all over the felt. Yeah. Because, you know, any uniform item, if you, if you fuck it up just a little bit, you have to just throw it away and buy a whole new one. Yeah. yeah. The whole web belt turns green, as some of y'all might remember. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's hilarious that, I don't know what the number is now, but we used to get like $600 a year for uniform items. Yeah. Like, being in the infantry, I went through like four pairs of boots a year. So that right there, that's like my six hundred dollars gone. Oh, let alone all the haircuts and all the razors you have to buy for like grooming and stuff. Damn like, the haircuts! Well, yeah. I don't know if they changed it. We talked to we talked to the guy who's in charge of like writing the Marine Corps uniform regulations, oh, cool. right? So. Yeah. Marine Corps Order Papa 1020.34 Hotel. The what, finest motherfucking Marine Corps Order in the history of the Corps. <laughs> so the, it used to be you had all that shit like you can't put your hands in your pockets. That wasn't in there. You had to get haircuts every week. That wasn't in there, right? You, you have to wear exactly what's issued and nothing else. That wasn't in there. We talked to this guy and he was like, no, as long as it looks the same, we don't care. If you want to wear Under Armour, but it's the same, we don't care. It's not a big deal. Like, you don't have to get a, uni- uh, a haircut every week. You have to get a haircut to maintain the standard. But some lieutenant got excited one time and was like, I want my guys to always look fresh. You will get a haircut every weekend. And then all the other ones decided they didn't want to be outdone, like him and his butthole edge dressing. Yeah. So then they were like, all right, well, that's the thing we're doing now. That's, that's kind of a government thing. Like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it just long enough to where everybody forgets why we started doing it, so it just becomes the standard. Ha <laughs> there you go. Figured it out. Yep, there it is. We have solved the Marine Corps. Yes, you have. All right, so uh, before we uh, before we head out, is, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Would you like to remind our audience where they can find you? I mean, sure. I never missed that opportunity. Ainsley'sAngels.org. Yep. Uh, we'd, we'd love you to follow us on YouTube where we, we kick out, we put these videos out there uh, once a week, whenever we can. Sometimes you even hear my dumb ass talk about this shit. So people are like, hey, how did you deal with losing your daughter? Like, your daughter passed away. That must fucking suck. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, bro, it does fucking suck. Well, how'd you deal with it? Well, I ran every single day for like 1,492 days, which redefines Columbus selling the ocean blue, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, but I also, when I got this hair up my 
ass, which is actually called a dude, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I grab my cell phone and I just go horizontal with it and I just talk to it about a word and then I uploaded that shit. Yeah. So 150 words later, I called it the weekly word. It's on our YouTube channel. I'm not self-promoting it, but I am telling you that it's there in case you're like in a fucking rut and you're like, man, I, you know, this just it's a source whatever just i'll go pontificate on this topic for you but anyway we're on instagram snapchat the website um and right now i don't at least till december 8th are we gonna air after the 8th i don't know probably yeah yeah so uh you can go ahead and back up and cut that part out uh we'll, yeah. we'll let it ride yeah so anyway we no, do well, that we, enough we, my point is we got shit on our website yeah that is like awesome uh for purchase so you can get a buff you can get some gloves you can get some uh, you know a hat what or some shirts whatever the hell and all those proceeds help us do what we're doing but they also help you promote what we're what we're doing so makes sense yeah man we're at pendleton we're at lejeune we're in quantico we're around a lot of army bases we're pretty much in 34 states 75 cities across the united states uh so uh, if we're not where you are help us bring us there right on aj you got any final thoughts for us (sighs) i always have final thoughts daniel yes but uh in regards to the topic and not uh never mind well, no, uh, we, we've, I think um, last season there was a bit that I was talking about where like validation comes from within, but fulfillment comes from without. Yeah. Right. So fulfillment is included in acts of service. So if you are out of the military or you're in a military post somewhere where you don't get to do anything, this is a perfect opportunity for you to serve your, in your community outside of the, outside of the, the military box that you kind of view yourself in. I love it. Anybody got anything else? Any yeah, save rounds? Well, to that point, you know, if you're if you're wherever you're at and you want to do something good with with your unit, like hook, hook me up, man. President at angelsangels.org, and I can absolutely connect you with an opportunity. To, I don't know, maybe your whole unit can do a virtual event where we'll ship you a medal. We'll ship you thirty medals, thirty yeah. shirts. Y'all all make a donation, and then y'all go run your your pft or a three mile run or some shit as a formation or or not whatever and then and then you can all have medals after the run and you can know that now you got your medal which you know it could be a anything from a good coaster to put your drink on uh, to something you actually hang up or something that you then give to somebody as a token of uh, of admiration um and at the same time you're helping our cause so it makes uh, sense yeah if you're a unit and you want to like sponsor a chair I mean, shit, these chairs we talked about earlier, these chariots, yeah. we could put the damn unit on the side, oh, that's dope. you know, powered by the sailors or the soldiers or the Marines of 3-2, you know, death from above. Beto bastards, right? Yeah, whatever works. Was that your unit? No, 3-2 is just a badass unit. I didn't yeah. get a chance to serve with them. Though. Who are you with? Oh, God. Third Marine Division was the first one. Uh, then came over and did everything from 2nd Marine Aircraft Wing to the Marine Groups um, on on uh, on New River and then commissioning happened after college up at D- DIA in DC, uh, you know OCS TBS and some more Iraq Iraq deployment with uh, an East Coast Aviation Unit and then Marine Expeditionary Unit the 26th Marine Marine Expeditionary Unit yeah uh, we were on the baton kicking ass taking names oh the baton fun. love the baton yeah mighty number five <laughs> um, we had two two embarked with us which are just some badass Marines oh, we hate two two of course right yeah it's just weird how that works well, you know who we hate even more than two two one two Two one. Two one. They literally shot at us. Oh, sons of bitches. With heavy machine guns. Fratricide at Korean Village or something. Yeah, what happened? We were doing like just quick, quick old man veteran story. All right, so we have two battalions online sweeping a city. So we're just we're we're just a bunch of fucking sexual tyrannosauruses, right? We're slaying bodies, fucking headshots all day on the primary. And two one, they just came off the mute and they're getting their shit pushed in. So our unit pushed in front of them. 
then we start getting flanked from the south and then they turn their guns on them and they're overshooting those guys and like impacting our platoon specifically with like 50 cal and mark 19 and shit we were pinned down for like a hot minute it's it's literally like yeah, we were, that shit we're, sucked we were two battalions online like the easiest combat formation you could do just get online and clear the city <laughs> and they were like nope we're gonna fuck that up shit dude. yeah so that, that i mean that uh, if you've never, uh, I, I got a little bit, not a whole lot, a little bit of sympathy for any enemy who's been under 50 gallon Mark 19 fire, because that shit sucks. Like, yeah. I'll be real with you. Like, I was scared. <laughs> See, I've never heard, I mean, I have heard a lot of stories about, well, we're East Coast, we're West Coast, or we're Paris Island, or we're yeah. San Diego, but I've never heard somebody say, you know who we hate? We hate 2-1, because those motherfuckers <laughs> shot at us. Yeah. Wow. Oh, we just redefines. hate the Army in general. They shot at us a yeah. lot well, in sure. 07. Sure. Yeah, the Army loves shooting at us. Yeah, Je- I think Jealousy's a stinky <laughs> cologne, John. <laughs> it's a stinky cologne, yeah. They, oh my God, the army shot at us so much in Iraq. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, jeez. Do, yeah. do you know why the Marines exist? So the army can have heroes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Bye. Bye.